It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. <laughs> that was loud! My soul uh, just left my body! Just so you know, I'm deleting that. I never talk that loud. That was so loud. That actually hurt me. Um, thankfully, our listeners are not going to have to hear that. They'll just hear us all bitching about it at the start of the show. Uh, Brie was trying to yell Julia over Jessica so that she could outplay the sound that is in her ears. It outplayed all the sound in it my worked. ears. It worked. <laughs> Congratulations. There's no sound left in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, it was just solid red inside of my little screen here. Um, it's episode 257 of the New Utah podcast. It's, we are uh, getting close to five years. What, what one's five years? Like, it, only a couple weeks the away. The last one in May. 250, 260 something? Something. I don't know. This happy music's got me going. Happy vibes. Happy vibes. I'm coming home. They're going to have no idea what you're talking about. I know they're not. Here, I'm playing. It's over now. It doesn't matter. We listen to background music. That was my jam. We have random background music each week, and I see how people are feeling. They were not on the rap game today. So it's happy vibes today. Happy vibes today. Random Spotify playlist that just pops up in my feed because I listen to everything. Happy vibes. It is interesting. Like, sometimes I'm like, I just need to listen to music while I crank through something, like, crazy difficult. Like, anytime I'm dealing with, like, a really rough problem at work, like, lots of data that I have to, like, figure out how to manipulate properly. By lots of data, I mean millions and millions of rows of data. Um, Or, like, a problem that I'm trying to code around or figure out logic for, I'll just put music on and i'll just let spotify decide what random playlist i'll listen to some of them are really shitty like there's like <laughs> a there's like a yacht playlist like a boating oh playlist. yeah they've got one it's of those not good sirius has one of those too like yacht tunes or something it's not good it's not crappy good. yeah i that's like i guess you have to like shitty music to own a yacht is I what i get out of that like it's not good it's the rules you have to be a douche <sighs> yeah yeah I listen to music all day long. Ask Julia, like constantly when I'm working, because I can't sit there in silence. I've got to have, and I'm not listening to it all that much because every once in a while it's people will be like, "What the crap are you listening to?" I'm like, the other day he was blasting the WAP song in some 40s style <laughs> remix. No, there's the 1940s style yeah, that ass pussy song. It's yeah, it's that. What's it called? The <laughs> retro something. They they take all the popular songs and redo them in like a 40s style. You just said that like in a dancey happy yeah, mood. Well, like anyone actually and thinks Brighton that's good. And Brighton and I just looked at each other. Our eyes got wide, and I was like, "Dad, do you know what you're listening to?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he didn't actually know. Oh, he knew. I knew. Let's see. Let's see. WAP retro me- remix. Uh, yeah, uh, jukebox retro. Now shut the fuck up, Google Ads. I don't want. It's postmodern to jukebox. It. That's what it is. I don't give a shit what it is. We're gonna listen to here. Is it this? No. No. Oh, this is like retro, like hip hop style. No, it's like 40s This style. is like 1940s. It's like retro WAP 1940s. 40s. So this is going to be like sweet. Yeah, like 40s style. Okay, let's see. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's just working and listening to this. 
<laughs> okay, that's actually really good. See what I'm saying? They do a whole. They do. They, they take like all of the popular songs. <laughs> oh man, that is so. That's like the best version of that song ever. What? And they redo them all in that in the '40s style. It's awesome. Oh man, I know what I'm listening to tomorrow. But but I just at work I just have stuff played in the background. Maybe you should listen to that at home and not. <sighs> no, it's all in the headset. Like, well, I know, but no, I'll just like get everyone around me to come because they all they're all like younger hip people that listen to WAP anyway. So that or they won't even realize what it is because it just sounds so different. Jeremy, you can clearly distinguish the lyrics in this <laughs> 1940s remix version with the rap song with like the current popular version of the song like. Yeah, some of the lyrics you may not actually like the gobble me, swallow me. That that that's not something that everyone necessarily understands when they listen to it. <laughs> Takes a quicker, younger ear to discern some of that. Uh but no, this nineteen forties version. It's pretty cool. Play that for your parents? No. <laughs> <laughs> we should play it for your mom, Brie. <laughs> Do you think she'd notice? Oh, I'm no, not really would. talking to my mom. That's true. That's true. Hey, so I got to ask, post laser beams coming into your eyes? Because it's been, I mean, it's been, what the podcast audience doesn't know is it's been two weeks. They thought it was last week, but so po- two weeks post-op, how you doing? Um, I can see far away now, but now I can't see close up. <laughs> wow. So did you ever watch that old show, King of Queens? Do you remember that show? I've heard of it, but no, I so it was, it was, don't watch it, stupid comedy. It was remember. late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it had a laugh track, so I did not watch it. So in one of the episodes... Um, it's uh, Kevin James, right? Yeah. In one of the episodes, he his wife wants laser eye correction surgery, so he finds a coupon. So he gets it done with a coupon. It's buy one, get one eye free, and they end up botching it completely. And after like two weeks, she, she can't even see it all. So anyway, they end up having to fix it. But the whole moral of that story is don't ever get eye surgery with a coupon. I have a coupon. You don't have a coupon. Bullshit. I got a fucking discount. You got a discount, but it wasn't a coupon. <laughs> it's like a coupon. No. If you look, you can definitely. So this is the thing. With you laser. didn't go there no. from the coupon. No, that's true. Here's the thing with laser. I went surgery. from a radio ad. Yeah, and they had a deal for the month. That's yeah. that's the kind code. of that's kind of what what we did. But I've also credentialed the hoops before, and so I totally trust. Them. I I don't not. This is the thing with laser. Get eye a surgery. group on. <laughs> you can't perform laser eye surgery without being a board certified ophthalmic surgeon. It's against the law. You could probably get it done in like Mexico because they're a little bit <laughs> more loose with, with that kind of stuff. But those lasers aren't cheap and you still have to be a board certified ophthalmologist, which means you still have to be an actual doctor that's gone through not just regular school and then medical school, but also you have a fellowship and you have all Hoops of those is reputable. Things. They've been around a long time. So it is your eyes, right? And everyone's really concerned about fucking with your eyes and who you trust with your eyes. But at the same time, it's not that new of a procedure. They've been doing it since the 90s, since like the early 90s. They've been doing laser eye correction. So what that was, I I like to think that was only 10 years ago, but turns out that's 30 years (laughs) that they've been doing this surgery mainstream. I want to know who spelled laser L-A-Z-E-R. Because I like laser beams spelled with a Z. It's because the sharks were moving around too much when they were doing it, wasn't it? Hey, look, look, you can spell lasers with a Z. It's the cool way to spell it. Look it up. Look it up. That's the 90s background for your school pictures. Laser. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. 
with the colors. <laughs> do, 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 and the oh my gosh. disco cats. And the smoke uh, in the background. But I'm getting a laser beam shot into my eyeballs Thursday. So by a doctor you know. or by a shark? Um, both. It's a, a doctor that holds a shark above you with a laser Who's on. Who's your set. surgeon? You lay on a cold doctor hoops. Uh, you lay on a cold Seer? bed. Yeah, the old guy. I'm trusting an old like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's got the shaky hands. Like Bri's dentist is half blind. Thank and God. Every, every time he's like, "Yeah, your teeth look great." And then someday she's going to go to a real dentist, he's and they're going to be like, old. "What the hell is wrong with you? my dentist?" Just said it's been great for years. Yeah, no, your teeth are my fucked dentist up. Isn't that old? No, her he's teeth like are good. maybe ten years 70. older than me. No, I don't even think he's that. He's <laughs> maybe like five years older than me. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say something. Oh, laser eye surgery. So, but you can get a group on for some places and like they do charge. So here's the thing. A lot of times when you get like a group on for laser eye surgery and you're getting it for like the going rate is four to $5,000. Like that's the pretty normal rate for laser eye surgery post discount. Cause they all offer a discount with air quotes that people can't see. But you can get it cheaper and you can get like essentially buy one, get one free for like end up getting it for like twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars if you look. I got mine for three thousand. Yeah, so you can get like groupons and stuff like that. Um not everyone owns their own fucking building with a surgical center and everything else attached. Well, and the other thing is is you are charged sometimes depending on prescription. So hoops is just like it doesn't it's matter. The same cost. It's the same cost. Some places charge you, like if you have just a slight correction to make, they charge less than if you have a bigger Even though it takes literally the it's same the amount of same time. Amount of time, yeah. The other thing is, the other thing is, um, you, you, you get what you pay for, but not in the sense that like you're not going to get a quality surgery. You're still probably going to get a good surgery because if they botched fucking eyes left and right, they wouldn't be in business. Like it's, <laughs> it, they would lose their certification. They would get taken. Like there is so much regulation when it comes to surgical shit, even elective stuff in this country. There's no way they would exist. But when I say you get what you pay for, what I mean is when you pay for a higher rate at a place like Hoops. Um, so all of our visits for the first year are completely covered. So not just your typical 90-day post-operative follow-up window that um, by law, basically, they have to, to give you, uh, but like your six-month, your one-year visit completely covered. They guarantee uh, a certain level of correction, and if they don't hit that level of correction, so for hoops, it's uh, it's 2040 or better. Uh, if they don't hit that, they will do it again to try and fix it if they can. They, they can't always, but if they can, you know, six months down the road, they're going to do another surgery they don't charge you for it. Uh, they also have at Hoops a lifetime guarantee. So you're paying so that if your vision does get worse ever and, and adjusts, like if you get to 2050 or worse, they will do the correction again Just for buying free. Buying a warranty on your eyes. Which I feel like is a pretty fucking good thing to buy, like a lifetime warranty on my eye surgery. So if you call up like in five years and say there's something wrong, do they have their lifetime hitman that comes out to your house? Yeah, yeah, kind of. So that way it's, it's guaranteed for life, but if you die. Well, the other thing too is, the other thing too to pay attention to is, you know, Hoops does all their anesthesia. They pay for all that stuff and it's, it's all localized crap. But when you, let's say you're paying $2,500 for your surgery, there's a good chance that you have to pay then a prescription cost for the drops that they use to actually numb your eye to do the surgery. You may have to pay for all of that stuff in addition. I'm not saying that's always the case, but that's the stuff you want to look at if you're looking at this surgery. But honestly, um, I just want to get rid of my glasses. I'm really tired of wearing glasses. I've wiped them off twice since we've been sitting here, and I haven't touched the lenses once. 
They just get fucking dirty. I to bring more wipey things. Cleaning wipey things. stop spitting when you talk. I do. I do. <laughs> like up, spit up. Why? I just, I don't get you don't how. don't even have hair in your face. So move. dirty. I don't they either. just get so. Yeah, I don't get it. Dirty. And it's, and after a while you realize I can't see. And then your glasses are gross. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. It bugs me when I'm talking to somebody and their glasses are super duper dirty. And I'm like, how are you? <laughs> how are you existing right now so no it, it's great it's just it's gonna take a little bit longer for my eyes to adjust because i'm older and so i knew the up close uh did you get a was, senior discount no i know the up close <laughs> wow. was gonna be uh, a difficulty and that's what's just taking a little longer to adjust and it's kind of funny because like it, when i put drops in my eyes and my eyes are super moisturized like i can see much better but my eyes are so dry which is why i did the surgery that i did um that i just i constantly need the drops which is fine i should have been using them before and i wasn't because i got lazy and maybe this will force me to do it and it's better for my eyes last week i went to uh i have to lie about this because of the covid questionnaire last week i was in california for work uh, i went to huntington beach and i was kind of worried um because i've heard some pretty nightmare stories about how la is um but thankfully huntington beach is in orange county and i flew into long beach airport which is like a i like, like long beach airport it's so small <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's nice. It's, it's all out in the open. It's like the airports in Hawaii. They're completely open air. But it's small, and that's the whole thing. It's not like LAX, which is a freaking yeah. nightmare. It was like super easy to get in. We just hung out, had a couple beers, and then got on the plane. Did you get to go, Bree? No. No, nope. I just don't have enough vacation. Oh, gotcha. we're, we're doing a lot of other stuff this year, so she didn't get to come with we're me. We're going to Estes Park um, for Memorial Day. And then, of course, the big Hawiwi. Yeah, then, we're yeah going that's, to Hawiwi. that's what I'm saving saving up for. And then I had to take time for my surgery. Kauai. So. Lihui, Kauai, Princeville. It's a weird name for Hawaii. Princeville. Actually, it's not. Uh, anyway, um, but it was nice. Uh, Orange County was uh, like Utah. People wore masks when they walked into the restaurant and immediately took them off when they sat down. Uh, so when they got a maskage. Texas, well, on the other hand... Yeah, well, and, you know, like, generally speaking, when people were outside at the beach, they weren't wearing their mask at the beach, but they weren't really in giant groups. Um, there was, you know, no real big gatherings, and most people walking around tended to, uh, uh, tended to have a mask on. Um, like inside of buildings and stuff. Uh, but yeah, restaurants, restaurants were just like every other restaurant that I've been in during COVID, which is, you wear your mask, you sit down at your table, you take it off. When you get up to go to the bathroom, you start, you put it on on your way to the bathroom. And so basically, like, you've spit on seven people before you get Why to the Why are you bathroom. putting it on on your way to the bathroom? Because it's just no. what everyone does. Literally, everyone at the restaurant so. is like, get up, go to the bathroom, and they're putting their mask on as they're walking because they're pulling it out of their pocket when they get up. And the only place in Texas where we wore masks was, of course, getting off the airplane because in the airport, it's still. Yeah. And the post office. Because it's federal. In Leona, Texas. Yeah. Aside from that. But that's like the, that's two out of like four places that exist in Leona, Texas. So. Jeremy, have you gotten vaccinated yet? Not yet. Why? Well, I just haven't. Lazy. Yeah. Yep. It was laziness at this they're point. They're like, it's they're free like ads adver- everywhere. You they're can like get it advertising. Like Walgreens. Yeah, that's where I, I got mine. We'll get yours at Walmart. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to do it to go to Hawaii. I know. Right? I need to just do it. Just yeah. do it. It's easy. It wasn't it that bad. It takes like 15 minutes of your day. I need to. It's, more than anything, it was 
I was low on the totem pole list, but then I've been gone the last week and a half. Dude, and you're over 50. You're fine. Dude, I've over gotten, 50. No, he's not. <laughs> I've gotten both. He knows exactly how old he is. I've gotten both of my shots, and my other shot I got, my second shot I got while you were gone, but I'd already gotten my first, first one. So you're just. So I know. Just, I just need to do it. I got to hear, I got to hear the stories. Did you get some pigs? We got four. Did you get some pigs? I did not myself get one. However, you set that bar so high. I know, the, first the last year. two times, but I didn't. I myself, I didn't. While we were actually hunting, I didn't even see any. Oh wow! But Friday, the first day of the hunt was raining, and when it rains in Texas, it's not like here when it rains for two and a half minutes. No. It rained for like seven hours straight. Yeah, well, especially that part of Texas. To be clear. Not all of Texas is the same. No, if you no, get no. over in West Texas by Lubbock, yeah. it doesn't rain like that. Right. So, Leona, where we're at, you're only probably three, four hours from the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. When it rains, like when it rains like that in Houston, in the Houston area, it's, uh, it's like it floods all the fucking time in Houston. Like all yeah. of their roadways say when it's raining, don't right. go. Like don't use this underpass when it's raining. There's signs all over the place. Yeah. So when we got rain, it, it rained. So that was Friday. And then Saturday, um, a little bit better, but it just the areas I was in, I didn't happen to see any. However, I did see some because I I went with uh, Cody, our tour guide, when he released some of them, so I knew they were in there because I watched him release them. Wait, he released them? Mm-hmm. So these were like captive boars. That yes, you guys and no, they're wild. But what they do is they capture them on other parts of their property because they have it's like 150 acres. Oh, okay. So they have traps in other areas to catch them, and then they bring them over here because to try and consolidate the hunters. Because the hunting area is about. 45 acres. This, so th- this seems like a fake hunt to me now. Yeah. I thought you were like going out into the bush and like killing wild boars that were nuisance boars. Yes. They wrangle them into a big pen and they live in and they breed. So they live in a 45 acre. But what they do is they, just, they catch them on other spots like where the horses are and the cattle and they put them in this area specifically. But if you want to go hunt in the other areas, they'll let you. Yeah. This is just a little bit more confined, but 45 acres. That's still a lot of space. And it's in forest, like deep That's forest. Thick forest. Thick forest. So anyway, I did see him release some, and then they have. Why didn't you just like shoot him as he was releasing them? <laughs> be like, I got one! Yeah. I that's, that's definitely not a sport doing it. This makes way. me think of like when, when you see the movies and they hunt people and they like bring them to their little private island and then let them go and start shooting them right afterwards. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> and then. I still want to go. So they have, they have, they have about 50 hunting dogs that are their regular hunting dogs and then their, their pups, which are probably. Who's they? The, uh, my, my cousin Colton. He has 50 hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. For hunting hogs on his other properties. Wow. Like, just the one, like, is this like the family has 50 dogs amongst yeah. 10 people no. or just the one? Colton has 50. Just your cousin has, has 50, 50 hunting, hunting dogs. dogs. What kind of hunting dogs? Like, uh, what kind of dogs are they? Are they're they like a combination. Hounds? He's got some ha- bloodhounds, but mostly they're a retriever of type. And he breeds them. He does sell them to other hog hunters. He's got 50 fucking hogs. But he's got dogs. 50. And I mean, they have their own, like, kennel system and everything else. Yeah, I would imagine. So it's the 50 pups, dogs, you're not like, hey, come on, everyone no. gets to sleep in bed with me. And they're not house dogs. <laughs> so no. to train them, so to train them, and then, the, so their pups are probably five months old. It's hard to tell at that age exactly how old they're. I'm guessing they were about five months old. There's probably 25 of them, um, kind of next to the, hog enclosure and what it does is he feeds them hogs that's all he feeds them for like a, 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 a it's like raw boar meat three or four months so those hogs and they they were little ones like 40 pounders so 
for a hog, that's really small. Yeah. So those three that that they fed to the dogs, I saw them shoot those before they fed. Just shot them and then tossed them into the dogs, and then the dogs just annihilate them. But they are friendly to humans. Uh huh. Yeah. Go pet them yep. after they're done eating, probably. Yep. But the the he loses every time they do a hunt. He'll lose two or three dogs because they die to the pigs. Because the 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 hogs kill him. Yeah, that's really sad. So he'll load up. He'll load up twenty or thirty dogs. I don't. That's just. Weird. He'll go out to like one of his other properties because he's got three or four properties. All of them in the hundred acre wood. Wood hundred acres range. Fucking do they hunt Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh too while they're out there? If they're out there. They're looking piglet. for lumps. They're like it's fucking piglet. Get him. So he's got he's got a handful. So like and the way the dogs are set up, they're different. So he's got the tracking dogs. So that's all they do is they track them, and when they when they find the hogs, they stop and they start going crazy. And then he's got the ones that actually attack them, and he lets those go after the other dogs have rounded them up. So they'll go in and they'll attack them and hold them down, and then he'll go in and wrangle them like literally hog tie them. Thus the word hog tie, and then they'll they'll take those, they'll put them in the trailer, and then they'll release them into the hunting area. Jeez. This sounds way complicated. This is that's like we're probably one. We're probably going to lose listeners over the like crazy <laughs> animal fucking rights. animal rights stuff that we just went through. Like, oh, but he, he sacrifices three to five dogs a hunt, but he's got fifty, so it's okay. It's only like ten percent of his dog pack. Uh, he also uh, humanely has the dogs attack the boars. <laughs> right. The thing to keep in mind, though, with the wild boars in Texas, is they are a serious. Oh, they're problem. bad. They're really bad. Like, well, it's, it's not just Texas. It's all over the south. Like they kill. Kids, like every year you'll see on the news that, that kids were out playing in the field and, and the they, board just they, fucking speared them. They accidentally came across hogs, got between, got They're between so a hog mean. and its, its babies and they don't even have to get between a hog and its them. babies. They're just fucking They're mean. mean. And they'll kill horses, they'll kill cattle. So I mean, it's, it's a, it's a problem. And there's pig shit everywhere. It's just a whole well, thing. Well, and then they, they dig huge holes when they rut around. They dig huge holes and then the horses will go out there, get a leg stuck in, in one of those holes, break a leg, they'll destroy gardens. They'll destroy, like if that, if, so my cousin also, and I've told, I've talked about this before, has chicken houses, but by chickens, I mean like 50,000 chickens. Yeah, he runs a chicken farm. He runs a chicken farm. If a hog got into that, they would destroy the entire thing. Like, do you ever get pointers from him for your, your chickens in your backyard? My 20 chickens versus his 20,000 chickens. Yeah, they're not kept the same way. I bet his chickens don't have names. No. Our chickens have a swing and toys. <laughs> you have built and, a lot of stuff in that coop. And you guys have painted cute stuff. And they have on a little bath. Bat. Yeah. No, his they chickens, also have a dog that terrorizes them, though, so let's be clear. So, do you get advice for them about Evo and about Rocky? The dogs. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, just fucking give them a chicken every once in a while. It's fine. When the one's about to die, like when you know, Mr. Fluffy Pants is about to die, just let Evo have him. If you had if if he had a dog that turned on his chickens, I, I can tell you what he would do to the dog. Yeah, he would kill the dog. Put it down. Without a Here, second let me thought. go release you next to the boars and see yeah. if you can survive. So. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Because the chickens are his livelihood. Yep. So the dogs are his hobby and the chickens are his livelihood. Yep. Man, that's a lot. So is that a chicken or egg plant that he does? Chicken. So he raises uh, meat chickens. So... So how many steroids does he pump into these fucking chickens? So I don't. So the way it works is um, Sanderson's is the name of the company, Sanderson mm-hmm. Farms. Okay, yeah, I know so Sanderson Farms. So they provide the chickens, they provide the feed, they provide the scratch, they provide any and all. Medic- oh, so he's just like so. He just owns the so land. you have to own 
the chicken houses, and then you have to take care of them and raise them. They provide everything else because they don't want they they want to control what the chickens are eating. Mm-hmm. They want to control everything, so they show up at like a day old, and then depending on the chicken and what the plan is for it, it's eight to twelve weeks somewhere in that ballpark. But these chickens are so fat that they can't even walk. Oh yeah, no, that's the the fucking chickens that we eat from grocery stores. They're not real chickens anymore. Yeah. They are bred for food. You can't if the, if they get to the point where they're laying eggs, they're too old. They're no good. Yeah, because they like I. So when I was when I was younger, we did uh, uh, one of my biology teachers every year uh, in high school did experiments with chickens. So they would go through the whole gestation cycle of the egg and and hatch the chickens, and they would then basically do experiments, but not really. They would give them the steroid-enhanced foods. To say the to, difference. And, dude, these fucking chickens, like, as babies, their legs were four times the rest of the body. Like, their legs were enormous. Right. And then they would grow into those, and it's the same thing. Like, they get to a point. They can't even walk. They're too big. Their breasts are too big. They cannot walk. So they just sit there, and they just have muscle from all the steroids, and then it's time to harvest them. Yep. So... So it's, I mean, it's actually really fascinating. It's, oh, obviously we've spent the last, like, what, 15 minutes talking about it. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's interesting stuff. It's, uh, it's interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, if you get a free range chicken that just runs around on a field and goes, peck, 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 I eat chicken feed, peck, peck, peck. Those are a lot smaller. Yep. Peck, uh, peck, peck, I eat chicken feed. Yep. Peck, yep. Peck, well, those peck, chickens peck. aren't going to be, like, on your McSandwich or anything. Uh, nope, you're not getting those at any fast food place. Because they're too small. Yeah, I mean, you can cook them at home. Right, they make decent fryer chickens at home, but you're not getting those like breasts that you can cut into chicken tenders because they're not that big. Right. So that yeah, that's the, the whole chickens you get at the grocery store would be more of your free range. Yeah, clo- closer to that size. Right. Uh, some of them are much bigger. But you yeah, if you get like chicken parts, like if you get a pack of breasts, that's those are big chickens. So with his chickens, um, every bit of it is called for. So he has this special bedding he has to put down on the bottom to keep the feet as pristine as possible. Because they get huge money selling chicken feet to China. Yeah. You also get big money selling chicken feet at Food for Less. True. Or Winco probably now. But Careful, chickens. Keep your feet nice and pretty. I'm just imagining like a chicken foot model. (laughs) Well, to to qualify to go to China, they can't have like any bruising or Mm -hmm. scrapes or scratches. They have to be... Because they can't sell them if they have the scratches and stuff on them. So every single bit of the chicken gets used from dog food to, to all the parts to everything. So like every bit of it gets used so yeah i mean mean, it's efficient chickens are an efficient like farming food so once again if a hog or one of his dogs got into there yeah wouldn't be good that's nuggets three nuggets if if his dog made a lefty you're saying that that dog would be no more exactly so ebo by all rights you should have shot him yep (laughs) he's eating eating a lot of chickens in his time (laughs) the dog's eating a lot i don't know how he eats the whole goddamn chicken he's not that big i don't know I, I mean, think he just more tears it apart. and He's not really that small. Uh, he is like 30 pounds and like a foot off the ground. He's He's been on a diet, so he's, he's maybe more like 20 pounds down? now. Oh, yeah. But so, I, I didn't really notice. When he went in, when, 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 when we took him in just like a month and a half ago for all his dental work, the doctor's like, he's got to lose some weight. So I definitely changed his diet and he's lost, for a dog that small, he's lost yeah. a lot of weight. He's looking much better. Yeah, he's losing 10 pounds for that dog's 30% of his weight, yeah. so... I don't know how you managed to make him that fat. You should have seen him when we got him. Were you just like making a gesture to choke a chicken? No, we yeah. had to. So he's, he's got a <laughs> urinary tract infection. So we had to get a urine sample. And I told the doctor when he told me, I'm like, he's a 
he's a chihuahua or he's a he's a Datsun. He's only like two inches off the ground, and the doctor's like, "Well, good luck. Just do what you can." <laughs> <laughs> so you just like tape a plastic bag to his wiener. <laughs> so we did it though. We got a sample. Good, it's good fun. job. That's uh, good times. You mean you sent Maya to go get a sample, <laughs> oh, and yeah. you stayed inside. <laughs> you should have. You should have sent Hannah to do it. Had Maya do it. Should have sent Hannah to do it. Yeah, that's what Hannah, she's studying that's what for. She wants to do. It's true. You got a. You've got a kid that wants. I guess to you got to torture stuff. Maya until she's married. That's because true. If she's hanging out in the house, a few weeks. So just a few weeks away. Make I her, know. Make her do all the chores. Um. Yeah. What about? Are we doing a tarot card today? Yeah. After our forty-minute intro, it's it's only thirty. We're good. Oh, after, I picking today. Yeah, that's after today. we do this. I have to tell my funny glasses. Oh story. yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. it's all right. Did I pick death? Yep, you're dead. Seven of coins, but it's upside down. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What's with the fucking upside down picking, we're, guys? We're going off of what the direction that I see. Yeah, seven of coins, upside down, seven of coins. That means we're going to be fucking poor. We're all going to lose our jobs and be poor. Don't say that. <laughs> this is my interpretation of the Don't card. Don't say that, Pincini. Because seven of coins would be like super lucky, super rich, and upside down is the opposite, probably. Confusing that word. Okay, well, she, well she's looking. The, oh, did you find it? Is what you think it means? Oh, she's, she's got it. it. She's, she's got gonna it. read it to us. She's a professional. So professional, I have to reading it book. out of a book. It's okay. Uh, you, you don't have it memorized yet. So this is. I don't. I don't even want to try to say the name. This is from Aztec mythology in Mexico. Uh, As opposed to Aztec. Good harvest. Egypt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sacrifice. Into the mic there, more, kid. That's better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this one's depressing. It, it's short-sightedness, laziness, procrastination, setbacks, and delay. Maybe it's just reading Jeff off me. Maybe I'm just drenched. Uh, I could Jeff. be drenched. Should, should we just start? Do, ever fucking say do, that do we want to just always do the top one or something? The no. regular? No, it's fine. Hey, <laughs> till we get death. Do not say. Maybe I'm drenched in Jeff because that does not. Oh, that doesn't good. come. Yeah, no, I came across really badly. Maybe I'm the just message drenched is in knowing well, when it's right it. to be patient and when it's better to scrap everything and start fresh. That is for you this week, Bree. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. If it's picking up my energy, seven Probably. coins upside okay. down. So I have to tell this glasses story. So we just talked about my laser eye surgery and all of that. So I have to have readers, and I knew I was going to have to have readers because of my age. Like they, they just can't make that correction. Um, and I've always, I've had to have readers for my contacts, but I've been able to basically get by but i bought a whole pack of like really cute readers and some chains to keep them around my neck and so i have like bedroom glasses and work glasses and podcast studio glasses and purse glasses and car glasses and so i had been working and i'm getting ready to go to get my second shot and i had my my work reading glasses on and they have a blue tint to them so i can use them with the computer screen and stuff and i thought i'm gonna take these off and leave them here and if i need them at Walgreens, I'll just use my purse glasses. And so I'm working and stuff. Apparently I forgot to take them off. So I put on my jacket. I walk up to Walgreens. I still have my jacket on because I'm always cold. And so I'm just sitting there waiting with my jacket on, but I'd had to read the forms to, to sign the forms for my second shot. So I pulled out my purse glasses and I'm like, Oh, if I need these again. So I left them out and I put them on the chain and just let them dangle from the front. So I had forgotten that I had the ones on underneath and then I had the ones on top. So I go to get my shot while I'm getting my shot. I still don't notice. So I take off my coat 
My glasses are still on. She just made the flashing motion. Still don't notice. I, I had on I had on a, a tank top under a, like a see-through sweater thing, so I took my arm out of my sweater. I mean, we're talking. I was significantly looking at myself. Get my shot, zip up my coat, walk back home, and I think I need to put my purse glasses back in my purse so I have them. And I look down, and ever since I took off my coat at Walgreens, both of my glasses were hanging together on my chest, and I'm sure people were like. This lady has dementia and she needs story. to go to the hospital. She needs to go see her cats is what they were thinking. <laughs> crazy cat lady. So, so I've already had my lovely glasses senior moment where I have two that, pairs of glasses. You only get one? Is that the thing? You only have well, one? Well, just my first one, I guess. Uh, Julia, I expect by episode 260 is the, oh. the five year, right? Some three, three. Yeah, that sounds about that right. That sounds right. Know. Like 52 times five is 260. Uh, which means Jess, uh, Jess, Julia, by 260, I need you to have that whole tarot book memorized. <laughs> so right. this, this thing works. She's on it. She, she definitely answered like she was going to be doing it. The, Anyway, it's actually she just answered like a kid still answers to their parent. Yep. yep. Now shut up and let me mm-hmm. do my thing. So yeah. it's two sixty one. Two sixty one will be the the sixth year yep. start. It's because it, it the the actual anniversary date I think falls kind of in between mm-hmm. for actual math. I can only go by episode number. So uh, two sixty one will be the anniversary show that we will do like every other show probably. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'll drink a beer. I don't know. Change uh, our intro. Oh, yeah, I should. Well, do that. yeah, I had that idea, so yeah, I should need to do I, that. I got it. I got some time. I'll do it. Um, we all need to be here to do my idea. We do. We do. <laughs> it's hard to charge your phone when you pull your charger out of the wall. Um, so it is the last week of the month. Uh, the last week of the month, we do um different things every year. It seems uh, since year three. Uh, this year, year five, we're doing um, historically significant places. Um, and we decided that this uh, this month, in the month of April, we should do uh, Ogden's 25th Street, historic Ogden 25th, um, because it's got quite a history. We've talked uh, bits and pieces over the years about it. Um, you know, some highlights like Al Capone saying it was too dangerous for him, uh, and he didn't like going there because it was too dangerous. Um, but... I thought we would uh, would take some time and really dive into uh, 25th Street and its history because um, it is it's it's quite an interesting history um, and interestingly enough it wasn't just a Wikipedia page that I found I found some actual uh, articles yes yeah, some actual <laughs> like good investigative stuff and um, a lot of uh, discussion into why it was the way it was um, so I, I guess we can start at the at the, at the beginning. beginning. That's um, a very good place to start. I don't know when Ogden was formed as a city, but it was Ogden was originally a pioneer settlement, a Mormon pioneer settlement. Yeah, yeah. Late 1800s, there was a group sent out to settle it, but it wasn't until the railroad is really when things... Kind of became the hub for everything. Night, what was it? 19... So they kind of so, they kind of split Ogden into three significant periods of time. It was in the 1920s that it was really bad. So 1880, they're saying 1880 was kind of the beginning. So that's yeah. when 1880 to 1905 was that first period. Was the initial period where the settlers came in and started settling. Settlers, yeah, settlers. So, settlers. so basically, how you town say it was it. a settlers. It was I a disown Utah. <laughs> it was a pioneer town, and then just say layer. The, the railroad. <laughs> 
decided to come through and it was a passenger stop. This is what's really important. It was a passenger stop for the railroad in Ogden. Uh, and so around 1880, uh, Ogden starts getting all of these miners uh, and railroad people coming to Ogden, um, moving there and setting up shop. And miners, they're, they're just dudes. They don't, they're not family men. Uh, they're, they're just dudes out to make money, which means they want to drink, they want to do drugs, and they want to do women. And Ogden became... Or men. As you think of like a, if you think of like an old west town, uh, in the 1800s with saloons and prostitutes and opium dens and, and gunfights in the streets. Horrorvision. That was literally Ogden in the late 1800s. It was and gambling. Gambling was a big thing yeah. too there for a while. Yeah, a lot of gambling. Um, there, so uh, Electric Alley, which is right by Twenty Fifth Street, it no longer exists. It's a parking lot now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paved Paradise, but it was <laughs> it was the red light district essentially. Um, it, it was one one author. I don't remember where I got this. Referred to it as the heyday of the Wild West. It was the quintessential heyday of the Wild West. Meaning all the stuff that you see in movies, that's what went on there. It was any kind of vice that someone could have. Walking drunk into a saloon and yeah, fist and, fights. And, and, and then going out in the street and shooting someone. Like That was a very common occurrence. And it said that people from Salt Lake weren't supposed to go there, but they would go there. Thrill seekers to try to see fights, drunks, witness a John pay off a prostitute. So like people from Salt Lake would go up there just to... Yeah, yeah. Watch from a distance. Well, <laughs> it's like their Las Vegas or their Wendover. Kind of. So, and there were there were uh, particular people. So, I mean, prostitution was a big deal. Like the, the prostitution going on in Ogden for a long time was a really big part of it. And Electric Alley was actually run by basically one madam. Um, it was. Um, Bell London, I think, was was the one that ran yep, that one. Madam Bell London. Uh, and they, there are a lot of people that said that she ran politics in Ogden because she was so connected. She owned more property on Twenty Fifth Street than almost any other individual. Well, remember, at the time. I know this isn't the Seattle um, podcast, but remember when we were in Seattle and they were talking about those early prostitutes, and mm-hmm. some of them became so wealthy that they did run for they ran the government positions yeah. they're the ones that i mean well they couldn't hold position at the time but they were the ones that made all the calls that because it was their money well that, they had all the dirt they were the jeffrey epsteins of the time yeah. like they had all the dirt on all the politicians they could and landowners and all the prominent people that came into town right well and remember last month when we talked about uh the union pacific in salt lake same thing they actually mm-hmm. set up a street back behind and they built the prostitute area and they hired that madam out of was it california yep to come in to run it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so at the time yeah prostitution was big business um you know so so this is like the early 1900s um just a, a wild lawless land uh and then in 1917 utah three years before the rest of the country decides to create prohibition uh alcohol is now completely illegal in the state of utah I wonder who had a hand in that. Um, And turns out when you make something like alcohol that everyone's accustomed to drinking on a regular basis illegal, they just drink it anyway illegally. And it becomes more dangerous, more money involved, kind of like drugs now, just throwing that out there. But uh, so Ogden became a really big bootlegging town, so big that they actually built tunnels 
all over historic 25th Street connecting the different buildings because they got to store it somewhere. They got to hide it. They can't just roll it down the street open brazenly. Well, then that way they could ship it. They could get mm-hmm. it to the railway underground through the tunnels, get it to trains, ship it out, ship it in, ship the supplies in. Because if, if you are distilling, you can't just do that out in the open. It doesn't yeah. take much to see a big distill. A big still, yeah. So you got to hide it somewhere. And then in- They'd use it to move the, tra- the, the tramps, the prostitutes. Back and forth. It led from the railroad to, I think, the Lyon Hotel, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And so you could go there, get a little room with your, your prostitute. And your liquor. And your I, liquor. And I do want to take a little bit of a, a step back because Prohibition was a big deal in, in a lot of Ogden's history. But back before Prohibition, one of the things that really kind of set Ogden up in, in a semi-national spotlight, but certainly in a Utah spotlight... Um, in 1889, so the thing is, Utah's Mormon. All of Utah, basically, is Mormon. Like, the Mormons have gone in, they've murdered a bunch of Native Americans, um, they've staked claim in a bunch of areas. They staked claim even though the Catholics were here first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they and, and they had they had settled Ogden, but then what God happens to them. is in, in the 1880s, the railroad comes and all those people come in, and suddenly, Ogden's not Mormon anymore. Ogden is is not even religious, really. It's Horror Island. Yeah, basically. And it becomes the first major city in the state of Utah to have a non-Mormon government. So you've got basically uh, the Liberal Party in Ogden. Now you've got everyone down south in Salt Lake, in Provo, in the rest of Mormon Utah going, those people are bad. They're really bad. That's an example of bad. Uh, and because they're spending all this effort to, to highlight them, now Ogden gets this huge reputation, not just within Utah, but nationally as well. And this is in the early eight, or in the late 1800s, early 1900s that all this is going on. So when Prohibition hits in Utah three years before the rest of the country, by the time the country is in Prohibition, Utah is already doing all the things that the rest of the country is taking some time to figure out with <laughs> the dr- you know, the, the bootlegging and the running and all the that speakeasies. stuff. And so that's when we start getting. Sometimes Utah's cutting edge. Yeah, well, <laughs> often Utah's cutting edge. This is actually a prime example of where Utah's cutting edge on something that they're trying to stop. Well, it, like the gay, gay rights. Yep. First woman voter. Mm-hmm. I we believe it or not. Well, and, for, and, uh, and the what's funny is I think the Mormon Church in trying to keep it subversive actually it makes people be like, "Excuse me," well, and, and they're like, "Crap." And actually, the women voter thing. When when the Mormon Church makes the Women Voter uh, um, Act happen and women can start voting, one of their attempts in doing that was to harangue the Ogden government and be- become more conservative again because the polygamist with the six wives and his daughters that are also his brother's wives, uh, they can all... <laughs> if you they, get all them to vote. They all vote the way the husband wants, which is conservative religious because he's Mormon. But then in... I don't remember what year the act came out, but when the federal government banned polygamy and said uh, women can't vote again. It's just before Utah became a state because that was one of the requirements. Yeah. And that, they could not be polygamists. And so when that happened, state. suddenly voting like women can't vote again uh, and until women's suffrage time, which really hurt the chances of making Ogden not such a liberal, you know, um, criminal government, essentially. Um, so back to prohibition. So now we're really good at prohibition. We're really, really good at prohibition. We're really good at hiding it. Um, 
But it, it also helps when you have the, the mayor at the time, uh, Harmon Perry. He was a five term mayor. While all this was going on in, in the early 1900s. And a lot of people think that he basically just filled his pockets and the Ogden treasury, like the Ogden city coffers from fees and fines for all these things that these people were doing illegally. And he just let it go on because well, he was making money. They're saying he helped usher in organized crime mm-hmm. in Ogden. Of course. He was abs- He had to absolutely be corrupt. Right. Like there's no way he serves for five, five terms, uh, with all this stuff going on. The, the, the town made a lot of money, but I'm guessing he made a fair amount of money as well to turn a blind eye. As oh, they absolutely. Say. Absolutely. Well, and, and they said that the organized crime was run so well in Ogden that it reached as far as New York and Chicago. Oh yeah. They, they definitely, I mean, cause prohibition was really like the, the big linchpin to really set like the mob in place. Like that's how they all really, really got started was with prohibition. Uh, and you know, this is where Al Capone comes into play. He visited Ogden and he's like, this place is fucking dangerous. Like, yeah. People are just getting shot in the street. Yeah. He's, he said, what did he say? It's a two bit, it's a two bit town with a two bit street and, I wouldn't be caught dead there or something Which like that. Which 25th Street was actually called 2-Bit Street for a long time, <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough. Yeah, there's even a 2-Bit Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, there was an, another madam around that time because by that time, Bell London was, was gone. I mean, you don't have 80-year-old madams running shit. Uh, but, uh, you do if they stop being prostitutes. Yeah, but the yeah. life expectancy is like 40 back then. So <laughs> Rosetta... Rosetta Ducini Davy, uh, she ran the Rose Rooms. And a lot of people say that she ran them completely with police knowledge. Like the cops knew about it. The cops didn't give a shit. Uh, and they think it was because she was an informant along with her husband who was all into the gambling and the bootlegging and everything else. Uh, and the cops never really stopped them from doing what they were doing. Because they were probably informants. So, you know, guy comes in, has sex with one of your hookers. Talks. And talks while having coitus. And now you have dirt on this guy. And so you can go tell the cops about this other dude, uh, which is kind of fucked up, but also um, pretty ingenious uh, of an operation, if you ask me. Well, and you got the scum of the earth coming through there. So you're going to be able to find out a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. What else do you have post-prohibition that you wanted to talk about? Or like within prohibition. Well, so they're saying that Ogden had a really bad reputation clear past World War II. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, Yeah. So prohibition didn't stop. So you have the early migration point, which is the railroad. Then you have the prohibition area era era. Uh, And then basically it's not until the 1950s that they actually start cracking down on Ogden as a whole. Um, So that's when they start cracking down. And basically like part of that crackdown is. Uh, there's no more railroad passengers coming into Ogden. So Ogden's no longer a passenger stop. Uh, and so it starts to kind of drain the economy because now all your bars and saloons and gambling and prostitution don't have outsiders to feed off of, uh, which was a big deal. Um, then the IRS yeah, I was shows say, up. The big turning point was early early 1950s when the IRS showed up. Sounds like the IRS just takes care of business. Well, the IRS showed up. With jobs. They created an IRS. In fact, the, I think the biggest processing facility in the country is in Ogden. Uh, when you send your taxes in, they get processed in Ogden. Um, and so they brought a lot of jobs, um, brought a lot of straight-laced accountants, uh, which incidentally, uh, saloons, gambling, that sort of thing starts to die off. Prostitution did not. 
uh, prostitution hung around for a long time. So it's 70s. Yeah, the 60s <laughs> and the 70s. Oh, the Rose Rooms were in the 60s. Because it was the era of love. Yeah, so the Rose Rooms weren't <laughs> Prohibition. They were in the 60s, actually. Um, but yeah, it was in the 60s and the 70s, and it wasn't until towards the end of the 70s that they really started cracking down on prostitution, too. But 25th Street, 25th Street was a dangerous place, like, well beyond that. 25th Street was dangerous. What's well, says- up until the early 1990s, yeah, until 25th the 90s. Street was was known as a bad place. A lot of people got shot. Uh, I mean, while a lot of businesses they were boarded do. up, yeah. Well, while a lot of businesses were boarded up and not in operation, the ones that were were really seedy places. I remember um, in 99, probably 2000, uh, 2001, somewhere in there. Uh, we used to to, to do uh, parties in Ogden, and a lot of them were at this place called the Beach Club. Uh, and we would work security at them, but there was this one place called, I want to say it was like the Owl Bar or something, and it was right there on 25th Street. Uh, and we show up to do security at this club, and the door has three bullet holes in it. <laughs> and, like, they haven't bothered to fix them. <laughs> like, they're just bullet holes. We have a safe in our office that has, like, three or four, like, big bullet dents in it from being shot at. I, I don't think it happened at our office. I think we probably got it secondhand, but it's kind of cool looking. Uh, but yeah, so there were bullet holes. And I remember this party I remember really well. So uh, the cops came in because it was a rave party at a club like they're on 25th Street. So they come in. They, they walk around. It's fine. They, they just leave because they don't really give a shit about what's going on in that party. But three times that night, there was a fire truck that comes down with an ambulance because some dude got fucking stabbed like a block away from where the party was. <laughs> Nothing to do with the party. Uh, there was a shooting uh, a block or two away. And after the shooting, the cops came in to try and find the shooter because they thought the shooter might have come in. Um, but we we're like, if he did, he didn't have a gun because we search everyone. Um, it was like fucking crazy how many interactions with police we had because of things that were happening on 25th Street, not near us. And that's still happening. Um, I lived right by 25th for a couple of years while I was going to school. And almost every night it seemed that I would pass it after coming back from like the front runner station. There were always so many cops just stationed around at 25th street with their lights on ready to go just waiting for something at one point i passed a good 15 or 20 just on my way from the station to the school and that was a whole five minute drive now it is a lot better over there now it's nothing like it was oh, yeah. and it's got a bad reputation but they have been really trying to revitalize it bringing in art studios and a little bit more gentrification to a really fucked up area because they're trying to get away from that stigma um well, you know, and just recently in Forbes magazine, it was named one of the best places to raise a family. Uh, I had that too. And uh, <laughs> National Geographic. That's a good joke. I know. National Geographic put it on the list of top 10 emerging ski towns. Yeah. It's, it's definitely got, uh, some prominence happening and there's a lot of, there's kind of a resurgence going on in Ogden. And we've actually talked to a few different businesses in Ogden well, as well. When we were there for, oh, it's probably two years now, two and a half years when we met with the special effects guy. Yeah. That was like two years ago. Two years ago in Ogden. And that was, was that, that was, on? It was right before COVID. Was that on 25th? Or just No, cause it was across from the theater. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. So it was a little off, yeah. but that area in general, though, lots of new buildings. Oh yeah, there's they tore down so much stuff and put up a bunch of new buildings. new restaurants, uh, the theaters. There's the 
the comedy club up there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that area has definitely seen... They've they've done a lot to, to try and fix all they of They do have area. a lot there. They have, like, food truck rallies at Union Station. Um, they do the farmer's market there. They do, I think it's like first Friday art stroll where everyone will display their art and y'all go through them. And it's also the place to play Pokemon Go in Ogden. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, our friend. And the people pl- our play Our friend that Brandy still, still plays oh, that. Oh yeah. I remember oh, she asks for friends every once in a while. I don't, I don't yeah. know about the, these things. The, the park that we took Henry to, I guess is like a big hot spot for Pokemon Go, so. Disneyland is huge. Every time I've been there, well, since Pokemon Go came out, kids are just all walking around with their phones, Disneyland like doing the Pokemon. Yeah, it's Pokemon Overload. Are you sure there. it's Pokemon and not the Harry Potter thing? Oh, I have no idea. Harry Potter stuff at Disneyland, that'd be it's, great. It's the same company. It's the same thing. I know. It's the same exact game. One's yeah. got Harry Potter things. The other has. I would Pokemon's. guess Harry Potter would be at Universal where Harry Pokemon. Potter Land is. Or... It's everywhere. That's the whole point of the game. So hopefully, the more people you have playing in one area, the more Pokemon that will spawn. Yep. So by po- default, y'all better Pokemon go to the polls. Do you remember that from Miss Hillary Clinton <laughs> trying to be hip? Yes, I remember that. Now that you <laughs> remind me, Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> oh my God! It showed how to- totally out of touch she was. Oh man. Uh, so hopefully you learned something about, uh, Ogden's 25th Street. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's nationally renowned for being, uh, quite the dangerous place for, for good reason. Um, you know, it's funny because I was, when, when, when I was doing a lot of research, I, there, I ran across the, some of the best stuff I read came out of, uh, the Standard Examiner, which is Ogden's local paper. Right. Which is a great they, paper. It really is. They and they had a lot of really stuff. cool individual stories. Yeah. Like, like I found a whole bunch of stuff where they went in depth on, like, the people of, of different, different, the different times. Um, so if you want to read more about it, I would, I would highly suggest trying to find, um, and they had some there. really good photos. They had, like, the, I don't know if you saw the, the black and white photo of the train station. All the people getting off the train and like the three dead people. Yeah, they, yeah, like yeah. laying off to the side, but like everybody's just going about their business in the street because they're just people. used to that shit. Like, so, so yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, looking at the Standard Examiner. But I, I, I was reading one piece and they said, you know, it's it's interesting because Salt Lake had just as many brothels at the time. Like they, oh, yeah. they had a lot of prostitution. They had bars. Well, they had the they whole had, section of town dedicated. to Yeah, it. like, but. F- because, in large part because of the political thing, uh, Ogden was just given so much attention and be, kind of became the scapegoat. Yeah, the scapegoat. And, and they're like, no, that's where all the bad people are. It doesn't exist down here, even though it did. Yeah. Which is not all that different than it is now. Yeah. I mean, more or less. It's basically the same. So, hey, uh, uh, we have a couple other things you guys want to go over them. Um, cause Ogden isn't all bad. I, I definitely don't want you guys to walk away from here, uh, thinking Ogden is bad. In fact, Ogden does some stuff really well. Uh, one of those things is beer. Um, and we've talked to, uh, we've talked to a few of these folks. Um, but there is a lot of, you know, Salt Lake, Utah in general has a really thriving local beer scene. Uh, a lot of micro brews and, and brew pubs. And Ogden's no different. So Roosters is located up in Ogden. Um, I really like Roosters. I like their food. Yeah, I mean Roosters. I is know. Great. I remember, like you like pubs and stuff. And one time, Heather was like, "Jeremy always takes me to pubs for my birthday," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, where do you want to go, Heather? Maybe you should." 
tell Jeremy to stop taking you to his favorite restaurant for and, your birthday. And and they do have an they do have a location right on historic twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, Street. that's the one. So they've got the one over by the the center of the yeah over it? on Avenue B. Yeah, and it's okay, but the original one it's right there on twenty fifth on twenty fifth Street is so good, and the atmosphere's cool, the building's cool. It's it's because it's in an old building, and their beer's really good. Yeah, I like I like roosters. Um, and we've got Talisman Brewing. Um, you know, we talked to uh, Joanne uh, yeah. a few years ago. We had uh, talked to them like shortly after they'd opened. Yeah, right after they opened. Really cool story. I don't have any fucking idea what episode it was, guys. Just go look. Hmm. Um, it'll be in the show notes, Listen I'm sure. through every single one to find it. That's right. <laughs> I like you. You get it. You get it, Julia. Um, but but, but to, those, they're, they're both retired Air Force. Yep. And husband and wife. They just decided, hey, we like making beer. And it was so funny when we talked to them because they, they were having their kids put the labels on the bottles and uh-huh. stuff when they very first started. So they got their kids sitting around the kitchen table putting labels on the beer. And they're still mostly a tap room, but they do sell stuff at the grocery stores and I can see their sticker on our suitcase right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right mm-hmm. there. It's one of the first ones. You've got uh, UTOG Brewing, um, which I've never had any of their stuff. Utah. Well, they just, they're new, so they opened March of 2019, so they opened like COVID. They are a COVID establishment. Uh, I mean, they opened a year before no, COVID. No, because COVID was March of 2020. Oh, that's okay. right. Everyone, sorry, sorry. This is, okay, this is the thing. Everyone says COVID was March of 2020. COVID started in fucking October right, of 2019. Right, but March is when things started shutting shut down. down. Yeah, March is when we shut it down, when we recognized it as an actual crisis in this country. Yeah, I haven't been to that one, but. Yeah, I've never been to Zalupa's beer company either um i don't that's a um, um mexican family javier so. chavez jr uh, started that um cervezas i would assume cervezas wow well, dude uh, small <laughs> batch beer uh there and they're on uh 205 west 29th uh and there's ogden river brewing their stuff's pretty good um that's uh uh, a lot of these are just like small little places that kind of grew as they got they got better and bigger. Um, there's a bunch of others too. There's the Angry Goat. They grew as they got bigger. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're I gonna, had to call you out on that one. If you're gonna call me out on me saying stuff like that, then this podcast is gonna get a lot shorter. It's gonna be or funny. Longer. It'll be like five minutes of me talking because <laughs> I'll have all my shit. And as corrected. they grew, they got bigger. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, I, I would like to mention Slackwater because I think Slackwater yeah. started up there, and I love Slackwater. Their Sandy location is fantastic, uh, right over by Southtown Mall. I think it will stay in that building, which has been uh, home to a lot of deaths uh, of restaurants. So they started in 2011, and they they still have the Ogden. Yeah, the Ogden location still, still up there. there. So yeah, 2011 is when the Ogden, and then 2019 is and, when they opened Sandy. And they don't make beer, um, but they serve a fuck ton of beer, like 250 plus beers. They rival. Uh, they rival they rival uh the bayou the bayou i think bayou still holds the the biggest number but they also have way more tap than the bayou does they have a ton of stuff on tap yeah, that's the thing bayou they've got they they don't have that much on tap no their 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 drafts is pretty limited they've got they a lot of huge bottled bottle stuff and a lot of interesting a lot of great stuff from around the country stuff but yeah not on not so much on tap and and slackwater does focus a lot on local brews for sure uh, and and Brewies is right up there too. So Brewies is fan. The, the, the better Brewies. 
Honestly, the Ogden, I'm not kidding. The Ogden Brewies is fucking amazing. So the Brewies here in Salt Lake is like old school theater with like sticky floors, but it has a bench you can put your shit on. The the Brewies in Ogden, um, because I, I did stuff, it used to be like the movie grill or something. Um, that's had like three different names and then Brewies finally bought the building. It's got like nice seats, like the Cinemark luxury lounger, lounger seats with like a table that like comes over top of it, like slides over. Yeah. Yeah, So the original breweries, I haven't been there since I was in college, but when I was in college, they used to let college kids put their art up on the walls for sale. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they still do that, but yeah, I think they still do. So when I was in college, I had a bunch of my art up at the, at the breweries. No one bought your art. It sold a little bit. Did you sell your slam poetry book there too? Your architectural slam poetry? That was many years later. I can just picture Jeremy's a college kid going, and can you put this up for commission? Can you put it up, please? Uh, so I want to go through some more things. We'll kind of blow through this list pretty quickly. But um, if you're not into beer, there are a lot of other things to do in Ogden and the Ogden area. Um, so there's the Hill Aerospace Museum. Which it's really cool. Which I is technically in I think they just recently opened back up. That's technically in Layton, isn't it? It's it's on the base, right? Ogden area, yeah, in the Weber what, County. But it's right, it's right. Hill's close. big though. Cause Hill's uh, fucking huge. It, I mean, it, it Hill probably touches Ogden. Ogden. Yeah, but the gates I think are all technically in Layton. Layton or Layton? Layton. Yes, yeah, but, but yeah, Hill's big. And obviously, Twenty Fourth Street Historic District. Twenty Fifth. Why do you always say Twenty Fourth? No, because I looked at it and read it and didn't want to say Twenty Fifth. Twenty Fourth is neighborhoods. Yeah, well, you know what? Stop <laughs> it. Uh, the Utah State Railroad Museum is up there in Ogden. Um, conveniently, uh, for some reason, they have railroad history there. Uh, that's up on Wall Avenue. That's like the that's like twenty fifth and Wall. <laughs> that that museum. Well, because I know I've talked about it many times on the show, but Golden Spike was up in that area. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is midpoint totally of the, US. the middle, middle, middle of, of the United, United States, States where yeah, the railroads absolutely. met. Uh, exact center. There's the Utah Dinosaur Park and Museum, which that is really is big. That it is, is fun. Cool. It has a lot of Pokemon. With their, oh with their second rate like DI dinosaurs, they're so funny, and like some of them are painted pink, and some of them are really cool. Some of them are authentic, and some of them you're just like, did you guys make this out of paper mache? They, oh, they probably did. Stole them from the Sinclair. Oh, probably a whole herd of them from the Sinclair. <laughs> and they still have the really crappy audios. <laughs> Uh, play in front of all of them. <laughs> uh, the Egyptian theater's up there, which is a really cool old theater. Um, uh, it used to show a lot of Sundance films up there. Um, sweet theater. They still have the... They, are they still doing... Why well, is COVID? But they, they did the Oregon thing there for a while, where they did the black and whites, and then they'd play the Oregon to the black and whites. Yeah, I, I think I they still I thought you were do. saying Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. And I was like, what Oregon. is he saying? They play the Oregon and Leighton. Oregon and Leighton. Near the mountains. And they get the... They die of the dysentery. Uh, <laughs> why'd you throw that in at the end? That just Oregon Trail. I know. I know why. <laughs> You're a dad through and through. Uh, the ice sheet is a big ice rink up it's there. It's a pokey gym. Oh my a god. A pokey gym? Pokemon gym. Oh my god. She clearly plays Pokemon. The ice so. sheet. That's what I did the whole time I lived up there. That's what all the professors do. The Institute teacher tr- super look, into Let it. me tell you right now, you're ruining this list of things to do in Ogden by saying everyone in Ogden Pokemon. plays Pokemon, Pokemon Go. But there's they, nothing else to they do. Did have there the- is a group, a Facebook group, oh with about 2,000 people from Ogden in it. 
Wow. They did. The ice sheet did have the curling for the 2002 yep. Winter Olympics. Yep. That's me sweeping the ice. Is it sweeper? That's the sound it makes. I think, I think it's my, yeah. Are we going to join a uh, curling league out here at the Oval? We keep talking about it. Um, the Ogden Botanical Gardens is up there. The That's only their... Olympic sport you can do while drinking a beer. Um, bowling. Bowling. Is that an Olympic sport? I, I think it's know. in the Olympics You can now. play pool and darts while drinking a beer, too. Yeah, but is that in the Olympics? That's what I'm saying. give a shit. You can drink beer and do everything in the Olympics. It just won't do it well. <laughs> uh, there's a Treehouse Children's Museum, whatever that is. I don't know anything about that. There's the Ogden Nature Center. Well, why don't you read it? It's a hands-on activities that focus on arts, humanities, and children's literature, so kids can go there and be smart. Okay. They say hands-on, but when there's a lot of kids involved, they don't really mean hands-on. I try hands-off when that You happens. got arrested for that shit. Uh, <laughs> the Ogden... uh, they don't mean hands-on the kids, Jeremy. <laughs> there is the Hello, Ogden Jeremy. Nature Center, which is a, a, a huge 152-acre yeah, <laughs> bird thing. The bird and thing. Tree houses and stuff. Uh, the Eccles Community Arts Center. Is that the Ogden Eccles? I think it has to be. Maybe that's the only thing that the Eccles have done. No. I doubt it. I bet. I bet the real Eccles stepped the, in. It's, it's the not the North Eccles. Ogden Eccles. It's not the North. The, the Ogden real, Eccles. the good Eccles came in and just yeah, shut the Salt it in their Lake. Face. Eccles, the, the Salt Lake Eccles did it. Um, there's the Pioneer Stadium that's up there. Um, there is a, a kangaroo zoo. It's an indoor playground. Really, that's what they put on this list. This list is no good anymore. I didn't even realize that until I read it. The kangaroo Zoo? Kangaroo Zoo. Zoo. It's like a fucking jungle gym. It's like a trampoline park. It's been around for a long time. Uh, there's a Waterfall Canyon. 200 waterfall, 200 foot waterfalls. I've never been. And that's up, that's up obviously up Ogden Canyon. There's the Golden Spike Arena where they have some rodeos and uh, other community events. The center, of the, center of the United States. Uh, there's uh, Fort Bueno Ventura. Buena Ventura? Bueno. It's a Bueno Fort. It's Bueno. It's good. Muy uh, Bueno. And then there's the East Cold Fort Springs. Muy Bueno. There's the Cold Springs Trout Farm. I love that place. Which that's is a where, giant fishery. That's where Brighton and I will go to get all of our trout for dad to cook. You just, we'll go up there. You just go to the it. hatchery and ask yeah. them for trout. No, you get it. to catch them. Oh, really? You can, yeah, just you get like little bamboo a... poles with a piece of leather on it, or you can bring your own fishing stuff, and they got fish food. And That's right. Seven ponds you stocked are with rainbow to catch trout. Stuff. That's right. I took Jonathan for his birthday. He loved it. That's a really. I caught a good. Well, I bet. Size it's, a, one. it's a fucking hatchery. All they do is raise fish. They have weddings there too, and also, <laughs> it's a pokey gym. Pokey Jim. <laughs> you know where else is a Pokey Jim? Pokemon gym? to the poles. You know where else a Pokey Jim is? No, the Olympic go Oval. to the poles. No, they're to the poles. <laughs> <laughs> to the pools. The, to the, the poles. Kearns Rec Center is a Pokey Jim. Did you know that? I did. Where the Olympic Oval? Fuck, of course you did. This episode's got to have something to do with Pokies. Pokey Jims, Pokey no, Poles. No, it does not have to do anything with Pokies. Pokey to the Mon. Historic Ogden Pokemon. Historic Pokemon. 25th Street Pokemon. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I've never played Pokemon. Does that surprise you? Probably no. not. Well, it didn't even come out until we were adults. Street. Well, so adults play. Chris played. Pokemon. My boss played. I don't play um, Pokemon. So I got to tell you. I don't really play that many games. Just design them. This has nothing to do with Utah, but I'm going to tell you this anyway because it's probably my new favorite show. Uh, and I already got you to watch Letterkenny. You probably finished that shit. No, because I was out of town. Oh, yeah, I right watched town. a couple of them with It's him. great, isn't it? It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. It's so funny. It was funny, funny though. So, there were some pretty good insults in there. HBO Max. Um, I don't know if you have an HBO subscription or a Max snackies. subscription. Snackies. Or you have someone else's <laughs> subscription. 
Um, but HBO Max has a Harley Quinn series, which is a, and a DC animated series, which the DC animated series are always really good. They're always like spot on. Um, this one is completely irreverent. It's great. Um, they have all the really shitty villains of DC. Like, Kite Man. Kite Man is in the first episode. So, so speaking of shitty villains, you have seen um, Lego Batman, the movie, right? Uh-huh. Where at the beginning, he's going through like going the through con- all like condiment, condiment man. man. Rubber band man. Blah, 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 blah. Those are all real villains. And it's like, he's like, it's worth a look on the Google box. Didn't we watch that last summer at one of our barbecues no. at my house? No. I think we did with the it kids. It was a couple Maybe years ago. Kids. Yeah, and that's what you named the, oh, yeah, the Wi-Fi why, password. Our, is. Lego Batman is our Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, that's right. and Iron, Iron Man, Man sucks. sucks. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but, but you yeah, find man, our house going, free Wi-Fi. He's going through the list of all the crappy villains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're all real. And they're Batman's like, that's not a real villain. He's like, yes, it is. <laughs> yep, they were all real villains. Uh, and I think we'll see a lot of them on the show, but it is hilarious. It so is it's cartoon fantastic. animated then? It's cartoon animated. Um, the, is it the second episode where she meets, what's the guy's name? The little midget, like, um, like psych, professor of psychology or psychopath or something. Psychopath, I think is his name. Uh, he's fighting Wonder Woman with his like mind ray shit. <laughs> he's like, Oh my God, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and everyone stops. Everyone that's watching the fight on TV stops and they're like, did he like all the bad guys and everything are like, did he really just say so they that? Kick him out of the league. So he, no, no, no. <laughs> so he has to go on an apology tour. And he's got a PR firm that he's hired to help him because he said that. And they go on some show and he's ta- Ta- uh, Tawny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tawny. That's like she's superhero re- talk recur- show. She's recurring. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the gigantic woman who's fucking huge is sitting next to him and like they start arguing and she gets up and he calls her a cunt. And like, Everyone's like, oh, he's done. And then the le- he's like, what are they going to fucking do? Kick me out of the Legion of Doom? We're an evil organization. And then you see them on TV. Yeah, we at the Legion of Doom don't contone such language. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so they kick him out of That's like, pretty the funny. super bad guy club. So one other thing we've language. Been, another thing we've been watching the last little bit is Irish People Try. Have you seen that? No. It's on YouTube, but it's a series, and it's called Irish People Try, and they have them try all kinds of things. One of the funniest ones is Irish People Try American Whiskey. Mm. It's hilarious. I'll have, to, I'll have to look that They're up. They're good. They're just a bunch of little 15, 20-minute videos. And they try what? It's like there's one they try spicy. So they do the one chip challenge, and they try, like, spicy beef jerky and things that for us, you don't really think it's that big of a deal, but they don't have that stuff over there. So, like, a, a lot of things they've never... And, like, sweets. They don't really eat sweets like we do, so they try American... No variety. one eats sweets like Americans. Uh, that's not true. Indians eat Japan. a lot of fucking Japan. Sugar. Japan, Japan, Japan eat a is lot candy of sugar. central. And then they... Can- I don't feel like their candy is a sweet They try, like, absinthe. Like five I mean. different kinds of absinthe. Which isn't fucking American. No, oh no, it's not just American oh, okay. stuff. It's, it's not Irish, just American okay. stuff. They just try things they don't have. That they there. don't, that Irish people don't normally have. There's a chick on, uh, TikTok that's from the UK that tries American foods. And it's so funny when she runs across stuff that she likes. Like she tried a grilled cheese and she didn't make it with the right cheese. So she was like, I don't know what's so great. And people are like, you have to do this. With the American singles. Like you have to eat it the right way. Is that the one who had ranch mailed to yes. her? Yes, mm-hmm. and she loves And she loves ranch. it. Loves and it. she sometimes has her parents try stuff. And her dad, you can tell her dad like, this doesn't like the sweet girl. stuff. But her mom is like, 
totally can be upset. I don't know how many followers she's at now, but millions. she she went from like nothing to millions of followers basically overnight for just trying these foods. Uh, he, there was a specific just, food, and I can't remember her. what it is. But like, she's tried peanut butter and jelly because that's not something that they eat over there, and now she's like obsessed with peanut butter it's, and jelly. It's just one of those things. So like, there 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 are some like elements to being super successful in the social media like influencer sure. game. Um, one of them is personality. Like, absolutely, you have to have a very likable, cute, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be innocent, but her personality is a very innocent, like, that's why we're on a podcast and not YouTube stars. Exactly. We're a little harsh. We're not even podcast stars, let's be honest. No, you can, you can totally be harsh. There's this lady that gets on there <laughs> and she may, she's, she doesn't have an accent, but she's, she's very, she speaks very properly and she's in the UK, I think. So she's, I think she's picked up a little bit of one. So it kind of sounds like she does. It's weird. It's like you can't place her, but she calls out like political things. And at the end she goes, <laughs> like she laughs really funny. Like she's obnoxious, but the way that she does it, you want to listen to what she has to say. So I, it really is. It's all, it's all about the personality and the way that it gets presented because we watch ridiculousness to fall asleep to. I don't know if you've ever watched oh, it. Yeah. It's on MTV. It's Apparently clip. they've started a show called deliciousness. It's so dumb, which is the, ex- it's the exact same format. It's the same stage that they use on ridiculousness. <laughs> and it's so stupid. They changed, yeah, ridiculousness they changed is out like the people. They changed out some of the decoration, but it's the same couch with the stage with the screen like same exact thing the comedians are all like super dry people that are sitting there and the clips that they're watching aren't great, but they're all centered around food. That's like funny. different things with food. it's not funny. It, it, it's it's terrible. okay. No, it's to watch. funny that it's the same oh, thing. Yeah, it's okay to watch once. Where ridiculousness, I can just sit and watch no, back to back. Terrible. Freaking last night, Chanel West Coast went off on on Charlemagne the God. Apparently, they have something because she's like got, got some, some rap. Beef. Well, she's got some rap cred. I yeah, guess she's, she's got a BET and she's stuff, a right? But I mean, she's got some legit cred, yeah, and he doesn't artist. like her. Oh. As she got up and was yelling at him and Rob Deerdeck had to like, he was literally like making the fishing thing. He's like, okay, let's reel it in. Like she was going to, she was going to beat the shit out of him. It was so funny. Gotta love the rap fights. You gotta see those guys fight in real life. They're the step away from the UFC. <laughs> uh, oh, one last thing before we go. Uh, RSL season opener. Um, so they, they, ooh, ooh. they won two one against Minnesota in Minnesota. Uh, the first home game of the season is this Saturday, the first. Are you back? Against uh, an arch, arch nemesis. Um, Kansas Denver? FC. Oh, Kansas. Sporting Kansas City. It's not Kansas City. Oh, that's right. FC. Sporting, Sporting Kansas. Kansas City. Uh, uh, it, the stadium is at about half capacity. Uh, they've, they've been able to get approval to do roughly 10,000. Um, incidentally, they have just under 10,000 season ticket holders now. They've taken a big hit on the season ticket holder front. Um, but not all the season ticket holders will have tickets. I'm sure, uh, there are likely some tickets available. Um, did, we're in the same section, just different seats. We're just right? a few seats over. So did you guys re up? Oh, yeah. Just season. Well, I wouldn't stop. I mean, Deloitte Hansen's out, so I'm good. Um, you know, he's that, that cell will take a while. But it's going to be weird because Nick Ramondo retired at the end of, the season before last mm-hmm. and then they only played a few games without him because of covid and so then sucks kyle now. no i wouldn't say that then kyle retired this this last season so is that dreadlocks is, guy yeah but he, uh, has he hasn't had dreadlocks, had dreadlocks for, for years for this, remember this 
when you he went had to dreadlocks Frank's, the last game I went no, to. No, he didn't because we went to Frank's thing and you were like. Or was I looking for him? Couldn't find him. Yeah, because yeah. you were and you were drunk. So. <laughs> now the team is actually they they've made a bunch of offseason changes, especially on the offensive side. They look. I think they looked. Amazing. They look pretty good, and that's still without Bobby Wood. So Bobby Wood's wife is pregnant. They're overseas. Um, he's a U.S. national team striker. Um, they they picked him up in the off season. Um, as soon as his wife has the baby, they'll come to the U.S. Uh, and and start training with the team. So but it'll be good. They they had some really good chemistry on the field. Some better watching. Some better playing. Um, so will he. We'll see how stuff plays out. Yeah, on uh, I can't on wait Saturday. to see him live on Saturday because I haven't been to a game since the since before COVID. Yeah, BC March of last year. Yep, because we went. You guys went to what one one two games? games one game one game and, and then they, they shut, shut it, it down. down. Yep. And there have been some games since, but we haven't. I didn't really want to go yeah. a mix amidst COVID with five thousand people in the stadium. Like the atmosphere is just much more subdued. I think with ten thousand people, it's still going to be subdued. Um, they, from what I understand, like you can't have the beer in the stands. Like you would have to drink the beer at like a counter, a refreshment area. Timeout corner. Basically, from what I understand, like Smoker's all, corner. all of that stuff. So I don't know how much of that stuff's actually going to be the case. We'll hmm. find out on Saturday. I'll, I'll give you guys a report. We'll to, yeah, we'll have week. to have an update next week. Um, so I think that's going to do it, uh, for tonight. Um, if you liked what you heard or didn't, I don't care. Just share the episode. That's what helps us. Um, follow us on, uh, all the social medias at TNU podcast or go out to our website, thenewutah.com. Thanks to Folk Hogan for, uh, our intro and outro music. Uh, they're fantastic, uh, for making that for us. They didn't, they did and didn't make it for us. So it's part of a different song, but they actually recorded, uh, just a loop for us. Yes. Uh, to, to do our intro and outro. So we really appreciate it and want to support them in any way we can. And, um, yeah, uh, hopefully you, uh, I don't know, fucking go download Pokemon Go because apparently people still play that well, goddamn game. Only if you're game. in Ogden. Only in Ogden. And Salt Lake. And only in Ogden's. <laughs> no, it's everywhere, but yeah. Ogden's popping. Apparently, everyone still plays it. Go find yourself a Pokemon gym and get a Charizard. Yeah.